Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another episode of Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here along with my good friend. He's one of the legends from The Voice from the Underground. You got to check out his awesome podcast along with two great guys, Jason Dutch and also Big Haas, VFU. That's the VFU Voice from the Underground, the podcast. You got to catch it today on all major platforms. It is my good friend, Mr. TJ Johnson. I'm just so glad you're up and around, my friend. I know you got the residuals, but, you know, please, man, just don't cough, man. Don't cough. I don't want to get the digital germs on me, man. No, there won't be any. Oh, no, don't. Oh, don't. No. Oh, man, you got me sick, man. got to make sure we we post this show. We post it after Voice from the Underground again because they're going to be all mad at me because I wasn't on the show. Oh, man, that's, you, know, well, you know, Dutch is busy enough as is. He can't even do fantasy football with me this week oh, because he's, he's so busy right now. So, I actually, yeah. I, have, I, have my, I had a couple of losses in both of my leagues, so I'm a little okay. down on fantasy football. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, no worries, my friend. Always good to have you back. Glad you're feeling better. Glad yes. we got everything back up yes, and running. Yes, yes, There was a little game the other day on Saturday that the Lakers <laughs> played for the first time together, so that was kind of interesting to watch. Man. You know, but before we go into that, my friend, I want to ask you, you wanted to point out some comments in regards to Mr. Kevin Durant, who is on the shelf for a year, my friend, yeah, you know, with man. all the issues that he's dealing with in Brooklyn. But as they head to play the Brooklyn Nets in China, which is another issue altogether that we will not go into this show because we nope. want to keep it basketball laden. So we want to just go ahead and run by everybody what's going on with Kevin Durant, his thoughts and, and how it relates to what we're talking about he was asked the question about which team was coming out the West. And so he, after thinking about it for maybe, you know, five seconds. Or so he's like the Clippers. And the guy was like, you picking them over the Lakers? And he's like, yeah, I'm picking the Clippers. And I said, how in the world does Kevin Durant, it, it, just because people have a certain stance, we got to stop giving these people microphones. It doesn't mean that I need to hear your opinion. How about you just focus on rehab or how about you just jump back on Twitter and continue to troll each and every person that says one thing about Kevin Durant. He wants oh, to wait, hey, hold on, hold on. With his numerous <laughs> accounts, accounts yeah. yeah. You burn all, all your burner accounts. It, it's just, it, brother, I just want you to go play basketball. You know, I think Kevin Durant has, and uh, let me let me be very careful because I don't want to come off as a shut up and dribble because that's not what I mean. What I want him to do is just go out there and perform. Just go out there and show the world why you are who you are. Go out there and show the world you can bounce back from this Achilles injury. I don't want to hear you making sidebar comments because truth be told, people still really don't rock with Kevin Durant. His last three years in Golden State, they're all asterisks as far as people are concerned because you walk to a team that didn't need you. 
team that just beat you in the Western Conference Finals prior to you joining the team, they didn't need you. They didn't even really seem to want you. Draymond Green really didn't seem to have any particular qualms about letting Kevin Durant know he wasn't necessary. And he never felt like one of the guys anyways, because truthfully, you weren't one of the guys. So how about you just focus on your rehab? And don't come for my Lakers, because my Lakers are, are going to take the West easy. <laughs> After this game, they're taking the West. Well, let's uh, go into that game here in just a second. But in regards to Kevin Durant's thoughts, he can have his opinion. I know the Clippers have a nice roster to it, very stacked. You know, if if healthy, they can provide a lot, especially on the defensive end of the ball. I'm going to be fair about this. I'm going to be fair for a second here. But the Lakers, if you get them in a seven-game series, they match up very well on the Clippers because of the fact you can throw out, if you have a healthy LeBron and AD, they don't have the size and talent in that front court that can match up with them. So I see the Lakers coming out and winning that type of matchup against that. But, you know, it, it all depends your your point of view because I know the Clippers are a favorite pick of many. In fact, more Clippers votes are out there for them to win the West and go all the way than the Lakers at this point in time. The Lakers to me seem like you're on one island or another with the Lakers. The Lakers are either going to be at the top of the West or they're going to be somewhere in the latter picks like seventh, eighth, or, or not even in the playoffs because they're expecting LeBron or AD to get hurt at some point in time. But if they're healthy, I don't think there's anything stopping the Lakers from being one of the top seeds in the West. It just depends on how much load management and time you're, they're going to be out of the lineup with rest or anything like that if they're fully healthy. So, right. but, but again, we'll, we'll go into more details later this month before the season starts in regards to our predictions throughout the season. But you can already tell with TJ, he knows where, you know, you, you, you can tell where he's going to pick the Lakers I'm at. fired up, man. Come yeah, on, he's man. fired Let's up. He's fired I'm up. about but, the league pass for this. Yes, yes. So let me tell you, my friend, right now, they had a little game on Saturday against the Warriors, opening up Chase Arena, nice intimate setting. And then the Lakers go out and just thoroughly just wax them all right off the floor, you know, by the score of 123 to 101. Very good performance overall. There's some things that I would like to talk about, and I think you know where I want to go with that. But first off, let's talk about the good. And the good was having Anthony Davis at a one Engaged, and LeBron yes. James for the first time I've ever seen it as a 1A. <laughs> you know, I, I, I we talked about it before. It's very, very important for the Lakers to ingratiate Anthony Davis and make sure that Anthony Davis, one, feels comfortable in the system, two, understands that, this is your team. I am effectively handing this team to you. This is now yours. And the Lakers need to do that because they have to be all in. Mind you, we gave up a lot to get Anthony Davis. Uh, we gave up a lot of our young assets, a lot of trade picks. So, I mean, we, we gave up quite a bit to get Anthony Davis. And granted, Anthony Davis wanted to come here anyways, but we could have ultimately tried to hold Paul George thing and wait it out. And we could have gotten burned for it. So they said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go for it and go all in. And they did. They they landed Anthony Davis, and that's great. The problem is, if you want to call it a problem, is that you have to be all in. So at this point, you need to do everything you can to ingratiate him into this system, ingratiate him into this city, ingratiate him into this culture, and make sure that he's well aware that he's he's number one. In doing that, they got him touches after touches after touch, and they were going to him often, going to him early. I mean, to the tune of 9 for 16 from the field, 22 points, 10 boards. He was dominant, and it was a beautiful thing to see. Pick and rolls, Rondo, 
backdoor cuts to the back. It was just it was awesome to watch him work. Um, it was great to see that synergy so early. We're we're talking about the preseason, so I, I understand there's a there's a level of laxness, if you can, for lack of a better term. Uh, there's a level of uh, we're going to kind of go through the motions, but it's a it's a nice dress rehearsal. It looked good, and it kind of gave us a nice preview as Laker fans of what we could potentially see throughout the course of the year. Now, again, we're talking about people staying healthy. We're talking about longevity. We're talking about the long game. This is literally the first, 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 first peak of a long game, but it was pretty exciting to see. I, I was really excited to see the way the big men work together. I think it's kind of reminiscent of the old days where you had the the Powell and Andrew Bynum's, the two seven-footers on the floor at the same time, and even a Lamar Odom as a third, close to seven-footer-ish. It's nice to see them use their size. I mean, all three of their all three of their big men in JaVel, Davis, Howard even, almost had a double-double. I think Howard was the only one that didn't. Uh, he had like nine boards, nine points. Nine points and nine boards. So yeah, but he was right there. Well, let's put this in perspective. If you can ask your centers who are not the priority on your team mm-hmm. to go out and combined have 19 points and 22 re, uh, 21 rebounds. That's right. I'll take that. Or 22 rebounds. 22, 19 points and 22 rebounds. I will take that all day long. All day. And that was a beautiful thing to be able to see them bounce back and forth and work well with another. And Dwight Howard, he really didn't look bad. Three or seven, uh, like I said, nine He, he looked all right. He yeah, looked he like look... the clear backup center at this point of time. He does. And, and I think that it goes back to me saying I'm, I'm so glad that uh, I, I think that that was the proof in the pudding that JaVel McGee is going to end up being a starting center. Granted, again, we're talking about the first game, and Dwight Howard probably was a little bit nervous and a little apprehensive at times and still trying to make sure he's finding his rhythm and not stepping on toes because, again, his contract's not guaranteed. So he's he's on his A game uh, as far as his behavior is concerned. He ain't going to say nothing or do anything to ruffle any feathers. But, again, it just gives us a great it gives us a great look. He had Caruso 50% from the three-point line. I'm just saying. He's, he's shooting. He's still shooting a good clip. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Well, let's go for that here in a sec. Okay, we'll talk about the guards because okay. I have a lot of issues when it comes to the guards. Uh, yeah, I figured uh, and, you I, and you're going to hear it from me. In fact, you if I, you know, I'm going to tell you right now as a preview, <laughs> if I wanted to really actually be mean and name this uh, episode, I would probably be mean and name this episode. But he can throw the lob. You'll get the understanding of that here in a second. So, <laughs> but let's go back to to going with uh, what we're talking about with Davis and LeBron. It was yeah. nice to see that, like you're right, LeBron. He seceded to Anthony Davis. You take control. When you go out, I will take control. It's it was a your turn, my turn, mm-hmm. but it worked well and it worked effectively. But it wasn't forced. I know that a lot of people are talking about Harden and Westbrook doing a your turn, my turn, and is that fully effective? The thing is, though, it was a your turn, my turn, but when LeBron has the ball in his hands, he also effectively utilized Anthony Davis, but still got the ball to JaVale five for five, five slam dunks mm-hmm. pretty much right there for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always a great thing right there. And then still the ball got distributed out Several times they had chances at open looks at three-pointers, which is what you want to do. Danny Green had several looks. Mm-hmm. The ball kept moving. LeBron, as a 1A at this stage of his career, eight assists in the first half. Yep, Just tells you right there, yep. this, if they play it smart and play it like that, could be a winning formula if they just play enough defense. Mm-hmm. 
Avery Bradley was great, over-aggressive a little bit. That got him in that early foul trouble. Mm -hmm. But I will say, the reason why the Lakers got off to the good start because they focused on defense in that first five-minute stretch where they pulled out ahead, a lot of it was because Avery Bradley was making life uncomfortable for Steph Curry. Mind you, it put him on the bench early with two fouls. But still, that over-aggressiveness caused that early lead for the Lakers. And it's great to see that if they have somewhat of a focus on defense, they can go a long way this season. You see the signs right there. It's all there for you. I mean, it's just some things that they have to shore up both offensive defense. But overall, your opinion on how the first team really looked in those first 10, 15 minutes. I think that uh, you, you hit a lot of nails on the head. and we're, I, I know you're ready to jump all on Rondo. He was 40% from deep, I'm just saying. But... Uh, what's important? What's, what's don't do that. Don't do that. I, I see. I see your face. Don't do it. <laughs> I think what's I'm muting my mic on purpose here. <laughs> I think what's important is that, like you said, the 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 interplay between LeBron and and Anthony Davis was really crucial. And I think what people have to remember, LeBron is so dominant. He's so dominant, and he can go out there and score at will and rebound and throw, you know, do all these things offensively. But his natural inclination is to make the best basketball play. And I think if you ever were to put a superstar in a position where he had to succeed, LeBron is the perfect guy to do so because he naturally doesn't want to be the one scoring all the points. He naturally doesn't want to always be the focal point of the offense. He naturally wants to be the one to make whatever best basketball decision there is. So if that means giving up a shot for a better shot, he's the one that wants to do that. He wants to make that extra pass. He wants to step back and allow somebody else to do it because that's just naturally who he's always been. So it, it really while it's it's awesome to see we shouldn't expect anything less i would have been surprised if we did not get to see this version of lebron looking more to pass looking more to get anthony davis get everybody else involved and he can do that because he demands so much attention on the basketball court he has the ability to make those type of reads and those type of of looks and be able to say okay i know he's going to collapse on me i know he's going to come up on me that means there's a backdoor cut right there for davis you know things of that nature he should be able to do that because that's who he has always been at his core. I'm really, really excited to see where they continue to go. Like you said, they got a lot of good looks, a lot of open looks from three. Let's be also very clear, we're, we're, we're playing a Golden State who is not the same Golden State, not even close. No, no. So, I mean, And you wow. can see right now, you yes. can see right now that if Steph Curry is not in the lineup, they're hurting and they're exactly. hurting very badly. So with that being said, I understand that, you know, we are not – we, we don't have a great litmus test right now because we're playing a depleted Warriors. Uh, we're playing a, a small team. Again, we, we, we just went, we went big. We bullied them the entire time. I mean, the best player defensively, Draymond Green, there's nothing you can do with three seven-footers. Uh, like, what are you going to do about that? And then you've got a point guard. Uh, or a, Who's actually pitcher. bigger than Draymond yeah, Green. Exactly. So it's like, nah, there's really not too much you can do with that. So I think as Lakers fans, we have to be – we we can be excited, and I want us to be excited because I'm excited as a Lakers fan. I'm 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 salivating at the at the start of the season. I I've got my league pass ready. I've got it on all my devices, my Xbox, my my <laughs> my phone. I'm ready, but it's really important that we temper some flames a little bit and say, okay, listen, this is against a depleted Golden State, a small Golden State. Um, what we did is what is expected to be done. What I do really like though is that. Uh, all throughout training camp, everybody uh, on the, in the Lakers training camp said, watch out for Avery Bradley. Watch, don't dribble the ball around Avery Bradley. And Avery Bradley did exactly what 
people in training camp said he was going to do. Now, I guess he came out a bit, a bit aggressive, but I think it's important, like you said, to set that tone early and show that dog early. I mean, that's really what I love about what I actually love about Patrick Beverly is that he shows that dog. You have you you know when you're playing against Patrick Beverly, you are going to get beat up. You are going to get harassed at every turn. I, I like to see that in Avery Bradley as well. I, I, I'm excited to see that in Avery Bradley. Now, obviously not to the same level as Patrick Beverly as of this particular moment, but everything out of camp has been suggesting that Avery Bradley can be that elite level, uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see it. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. One thing I noticed that they need to go ahead and shore up with LeBron and AD 0 for 5 from three-point mm-hmm. range. Avery Bradley not hitting a shot. I mean, they overcame all those obstacles right there for you and still just turned it up a notch and just took off on the Warriors, both the first and second halves. And let's go into the detail right now as far as the guards are concerned because the second half also told the story of Alex Caruso just dominating yep. the second half. Yep. Troy Daniels, very good from three-point range and just an, as an outside threat. Now, mind you, I still think from a backup position, we're kind of hurting defensively because I don't mm-hmm. think any of the four guards that are there, Rondo, KCP, Alex Caruso or Troy Daniels can guard really well. And that, that came about during the course of the game. I, I was focusing my attention specifically and taking notes on their <laughs> de- defensive performance. Uh, okay. Yep, it's, you know, you can always take a look at the offensive side of things. And, yep. and yes, Rondo was two for five, but they were leaving. I mean, I, my gosh, they were backing up everybody. Everybody, they were just going ahead, backing up. They were like this to let him shoot those three pointers. I mean, he had he had almost a parking lot of space for a three point try. But be that as it may, defensively, all four of those players got lost a little bit on mm-hmm. defense. Mm-hmm. So that's something that is a concern. But yep. with with Rondo, it, it he just soaked up so much minutes. I mean, you could just tell. For me, it was just a, an issue of he's out there way too long. Yes, it's a preseason game, but. You notice these things as far as mm-hmm. his deficiencies at this stage of his career. They just go ahead and they show up. Uh, they're more glaring. Yes, he was two for five on three-pointers. Is he going to go two for five on three-pointers with his background? Are you going to gamble on two for five every single time? Didn't we just talk about what his average was? What was his average three-pointing percentage last year? 35. Okay. so but But again, his true shooting because he didn't do much outside of that and his free throw shooting is still horrible. His, yes. his you know, he was one of the worst regular rotation players in all of basketball in overall true shooting. And need I remind you on defense, <laughs> 81st out of what, a hundred and some odd point guards. Let me tell you something, man. He is a veteran player who knows when to turn it on. Just, just get us to the playoffs. That's all well, I need then- playoff Rondo to do. 
is then just then here's the thing if you feel more comfortable with kcp and rondo as your backups as far as in the rotation during Mm -hmm. the playoffs fine put them on ice put them on ice until the playoffs Mm -hmm. but for right now as your backups here's the thought put alex caruso and troy daniels in as your guards coming off the bench Mm -hmm. you know if, if that's what you're so worried about then you, you're going to stagger LeBron at AD anyways, one to two. And then you've got Kuzma, who we haven't even talked about, who is, you know, styling and profiling on the bench. But by the time the season comes out, he's going to be an integral part of this mm-hmm. unit. So for me, I think right now, I, I mean, I'm not going to buy in. I'm 100% again on Alex Caruso. I mean, the right. you know, most improved Small player, blah, 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 blah. Okay. He did extremely well against third team players. Let me stress that second and third team players in the game. And if you put him on in a, in a backup role, I think he can excel and do well. Mm-hmm. But we're still talking about a guy who's going to get what, six to eight points a game, maybe five assists for you coming off the bench, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Troy Daniels, same thing. Yeah, he scored a lot of points during the course of the game, but it's an exhibition game, 14 points. You're not going to expect that coming off the bench each and every time. So if he no. gets you six to eight points, shoots 40% from the three-point arc, then you know what? There you go. That's what you need. That's what you got. I really think they are more capable to do it over the course of an 82-game season than Rondo mm-hmm. and KCP is right now because both individuals did not look so good. But again, Rondo can throw the lob. Hey, hey, and he can throw it better. At least he can throw it better right now than Alex Caruso. I'll and give that's him what that. we need. That's what we need right now. We, this is Lob City 3.0. This is not Lob City 2.0. No, this is this is the way Lob City is supposed to look. But in all seriousness, I mean, you know, when we spoke about the young guards. I mean, obviously, KCP got 23 minutes off the uh, off the bench. Rondo got 19 off the bench. So we got a chance to see these guys. And I think if I'm a Laker fan, I, I want Rondo out there getting some reps because I don't plan on using him a lot during the season. So I want him to kind of get his confidence going a little early. I want to use him sparingly throughout the rest of the regular season, but I want him to get his reps now, kind of start getting into a a good lather and kind of getting a feel for it to save him for the playoffs. Because truth be told, I don't really, I, I know I feel like I'm about to eat my own words here, but I'm not as high after seeing this game on Rondo as I was prior to. But he can throw the lob. And he, <laughs> but so can everybody else. Not <laughs> Alex Caruso yet. No, Alex he, Caruso. No, he, I, he tried twice and, and didn't. Uh, I guess when I said lob. everybody else, I meant everybody else who was like like LeBron. Like we we, we got lob throwers. We don't need a well, AD throwing the AD lob. Throw lob. Like, yeah, we, we got lob throwers. I think what I just want to see. I just want to see Rondo shore up that second unit defense. I want to see him go out there and take command of that second unit defense. Be out, be the coach on the floor. Go out there and and shoulder it and kind of just. Just guide everybody. Like obviously, Rondo's not going to be out there blocking shots. He's not going to be the back there, you know, being the most overly. He's not going to be Avery Bradley. But go out there and kind of do what you need to do as far as kind of commanding that second unit, ensuring that everybody's on the same page. Because they they did. They looked lost. They looked confused. Miss rotations. Uh, just out to lunch. Out to lunch on miss rotations. Some very very glaring miss rotations. It was just. It, it was a telling tale. They got a lot of time out there though. Like you said, Rondo had 19 minutes. I mean. We're talking about Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels is out there for 25 minutes. 25 minutes. That was more than any of the starters. That was the most minutes played by anybody. It was 25 minutes, and that was through through him. So, but I think he fared very well. I think Absolutely. he did. I think Absolutely. he did better than expected. 
And I think that's why they, they let him out there say, hey, let's let's see what the kid can do. And, and I'm good with that. I don't expect that every night. I don't expect 25 minutes out of him every night. I don't expect 14 points out of him every night. But if you can give us a solid 10, maybe, maybe if he can give us 10, I'm thinking probably more along the eights. But if he can give us 10, I'm happy. I just don't expect 14 points out of him. But this is why you have the preseason. Give these guys a chance to kind of show what they can do while the lights are not completely bright. You know, you're still it's still a dress rehearsal. You're still out there and you're still putting out your exhibition. So uh, I was happy to see that. I agree with you. I think the, the guard play really, really is lacking, which is funny to say when you're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers team who had Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, things of that nature. But there's nothing that I have seen that would suggest that I'm not excited about this team. The same thing goes for me. I'm going to give you all props as well because I was excited after I finished watching the game. Yeah, yeah it was just you know, something great to see. I am going to tell you, though, that no one on the team outside of LeBron, AD, and Kuzma will average over 10 points. You know, you're talking about AD probably is going to be 25 to 27. Mm -hmm. LeBron's going to be 23 to 26. Mm -hmm. And Kuzma will probably be around 17 if everything works well. If he's an efficient 17, right? that is truly awesome right there. So those three will suck up all the points. Danny Green says, you know, just throw me the ball every now and then I'll throw, I'll shoot up some three pointers. You know, he's not all about that. He's already got two titles. So he he's, he's all about winning and all the rest of the crew. I think from them, if you get just efficiency, just good numbers, good field goal percentage, make this sure that they're three point capable, mm -hmm. 35 to 40%. That's all you ask for from the rest of the team. We're not asking for anyone else to go ahead and produce at a high level point wise every night. It's just three guys. Those three guys, if they're producing, all the rest of the team needs to do is be efficient and feed them the ball when necessary and play good defense. And that's all we need to do. And, you know, the sky's the limit for the Los Angeles Lakers. All they have to do is what I said last time. Know your role. Do not deviate. Do not be a prima donna. Do not think, you know what, I'm about to go out there and get mine. We all need to be one unit. We need to be a legion. We need to be all one. You know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I don't know if you knew that about me or not. I'm a huge Game uh, of Thrones fan. I've never heard that from you before. <laughs> I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. And one of the things that Robert Baratheon had said is that he did not want to see a Dothraki horde cross the narrow seas and attack King's Landing. Because you've got five armies, as far as King Landing, you got different armies all fighting. But with the Dothraki, you have one. You have one army, one mind, one hive mind, one purpose, one goal. They are all fighting as a unit. The Los Angeles Lakers need to take a page out of the Thraki handbook and be one of mind, one of body, one of soul with one purpose. Everybody needs to know their own. Or go gladiator and say strength and honor. Strength and honor. There you go. Strength there and honor. <laughs> but he can throw the lob. <laughs> You're not going to let that go. No, I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy <laughs> happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground.
But I do want to tell everybody out there, Darren Levy from LakerNews.com and also as well, Laker Tom from Lakerholics.net. They are appearing regularly. They want to be a part of it. They also want to get involved with their sites as well. So check them out, LakersNews.com, Lakerholics.net. But I will tell you this, my friend, I want to close out with something different, something I want to get going because we always talk fantasy football around the sports world. And and I know I have a fantasy football show, the Inside Sports Fantasy Football Show, with a lot of great guests, which I want to get you on for. And I will yes. get you on eventually. <laughs> but I, I still hear that you're winning and you're doing very well on your team. Uh, I lost both leagues this league this week, so I, I don't know. Feelings are hurt. Uh, it's okay. I scored 130 and still lost. So, what? you know. Oh, man. Yeah, man. what can it's I say? Yeah. But you know what? If I can get 130 points each week, I'm going to win most weeks. Yes, so. you are. Yes, yes you yes. are. So, if you want to check that out, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. So, we'll talk about that at some point in time down the road. Not for this show, but for that one. But I want to ask you this people are starting to go ahead and take notes and actually even start drafts. For fantasy basketball, that's something that is rising in popularity. No, it's not yet fantasy football, and you're not going to replace 30 years of uh, fantasy football that's there. But still, fantasy basketball is something that is on the rise. I've been playing it for a number of years, Mm -hmm. won several leagues, Mm -hmm. and there's usually a lot of simple rules that we go ahead and and look forward to when it comes to how you plan your team and how you plan your season. Mm -hmm. But at the end of each episode, I want to go ahead and touch on some things that you have learned playing fantasy basketball maybe some positions of choice, some some players of choice that you're looking forward to under the radar or right there, who you pick first and whatnot. But for today's show, two basic rules that you go by when you play fantasy basketball. Just two, mm. just two. Okay, all right. Just just two rules for fantasy basketball. Just give wow. them a taste. Just give okay. them a taste. Well, the important – okay, so it kind of depends on – the way your league is set up, right? So you can have leagues where, and like you mentioned, where there's there's so many categories that you can be graded for in basketball. Now you can be graded for shooting percentage, free throws made, free throws attempted, three points made, three points attempted, field goals made, blah, 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 blah. There's a ton of categories. So it really is dependent upon the way your commissioner has set up, how your scoring system goes. A lot of commissioners set up where the, the percentage is a big part of the uh, is a big part of the scoring. So you want to look at players who have a high usage rate, but have a great field goal percentage from the field. So, you know, you typically look at players like a not a Dwight Howard because he doesn't give you enough points. He doesn't give you enough attempts. But you want to look at high percentage players. So this is where your bigs really play into it. Anthony Davis is going to be somebody that gets a lot of looks this year. One, he's going to be the focal point of an offense. Two, he's a big man who wants to be a guard, which is anyways. <laughs> he's a big man. So his, his shooting percentage is typically relatively high anyways. He's going to be somebody that's extremely sought after because he he can do so many different aspects. So when you're looking for your first picks or your your first couple picks in your fantasy leagues, you want to look at high usage players who are going to give you a lot of bang for your buck. You know, I'm, I'm all about getting as much return on my investment as possible. So if I'm going to invest my first round pick in you, I want somebody that's going to be able to give me points, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage i want to try to get as much out of that as possible you typically look at like lebron james and depending on the way your league set up you could also go with somebody who else is going to be a high usage rate a russell westbrook granted his field goal percentage is going to suck but you know he's going to give you a lot of points a lot of assists a lot of rebounds he's a walking triple double so you want you look at those type of players and you say okay those are typically my first couple picks you still get a steph curry in there every now and then what's important is one you look for the big name that's going to give you as much bang for your buck but two what I really feel like is the most important, most important rule in any fantasy sport. You cannot get married to these players. 
if your player is not performing, you let them go. You don't keep sitting there holding us. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna break out. He's gonna break out. He's gonna break out. There's there's too many games. You just can't get married to them. There are certain players that I agree are gonna be non tradables. Your LeBrons, your Anthony Davises, but you know I used to be a huge back in the day. I used to be a huge Shannon Brown fan, right? So anytime I did anything basketball related, I picked up Shannon Brown just because I played against him in high school. I, I love Shannon Brown, so I enjoy having him on the team. But I, I got to the point where I was married to keeping Shannon Brown on my team, and for better or for worse, he was always just taking up a roster spot. You can't do that. You can't do that. So you just can't get married to certain players. You can't get married to to B tiered players. Let's let's put it that way. You have your A tier. You get married to those guys. Those guys. I'm not. Anthony Davis gets hurt uh, unless it's a season ending injury. I'm not letting him go. But your B tier players, your C tier players, don't get married to them. Let them go. It's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And for my couple fantasy basketball tips, what I'm going to leave everybody out there on. Just simple things. And this is going for the season-long fantasy basketball, mm-hmm. not the daily fantasy basketball. Because we'll get into that from time to time as far right. as – because I know those daily fantasy basketball options are still out there, still very prevalent, and still very interesting to a lot of people out there. So we'll, so we'll give people tips on that down the road as well. But for right now, for people playing and drafting for an entire season – as far as week-to-week matchups, game-to-game matchups, things like that, that carry out over the course of the season. Two quick things. Don't draft now. Well, the season starts this 22nd of October with your Los Angeles Lakers, for, if, you know, for instance. But there are three days off before the start of the season, the 19th and 20th and the 21st. That's when you go ahead, evaluate, make sure every player that you want to target is healthy, where do they stand at training camp? Are they starting? Are they healthy? Is there any injuries? Is there anything that you need to go ahead and calculate? Because if you have that running list in your mind of exactly who you want to take and when, you got to go ahead and make sure that they're going to be able to produce for you, either right away or down the road. Maybe if you were somebody to stash or whatnot, you got to have to make sure exactly when that player is coming back or things like that. So you have to have all your ducks in a row, and you have three days before the season starts to go ahead and do that. And I can assure you, on those three days, the fantasy basketball drafts are going to be out there where you go. Yahoo, ESPN, CBS, or whatever are going to be hot and heavy. You're going to be going drafts pretty much by the hour. In fact, by the minute, every five minutes, they're going to be going ahead and, and coming up with new drafts, new drafts that you can jump in and go ahead on. So you know what? Don't draft until just before the season just to make sure because you know what? You and I have seen it so many times before. There's always going to be one major player popping one knee or turning one ankle or doing something to mess themselves up for a good chunk of the season somewhere with some team. It always happens during the course of the exhibition or training camp. There's always one player, one major player of note that does it. So in order to avoid that, you go ahead and draft late in the exhibition season. Again, the 19th through the 21st, they're wide open for you to go ahead and take your time and do it right. That's right. And one last thing, the all-star break. Make sure you reevaluate where you are and where you stand because in those season-long leagues, half your league just forgets about it. <laughs> yep. So you know what you do? You go ahead, reevaluate where you're at, what you need, if you need a waiver wire or if you need a trade, do your magic then, then load up each and every game and fill out all your games for the rest of the season with bodies. Just keep on going ahead and making sure you can max out 
because you can gain so many positions. I have come as back as far as six to win leagues just because on the back end, the second half of the season, or essentially what, the last 35, 32, right. 35 games, because it's right. never 41 to 41, but the last 32 to 35 games, I've loaded and maxed up on all my starts, available starts for all my teams, all my players, 82, 82, 82, 82. So by the end of the season, I have all of them filled up. And I'll tell you right now, a lot of the teams in your leagues don't do that. That's right. And you can make up so many spots. Because I've done that, I've been able to go by as far back as six and win leagues because I did that. Because come February, half the league or more does not even care. All right, my friend, those are the tips for right now. So if you have any questions for us on your fantasy basketball team or your fantasy basketball draft, you can always go ahead and email us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or the Twitter, LakersFastBreak at Twitter. Or if you've got a Lakers question for us as well, of course, you can ask me and, and I'll relate it to TJ if you want or anything else. Plus, once we get on Apple Podcasts and, and hopefully as well, you can go ahead and start leaving us some five-star reviews and get us up on the food chain as far as that's concerned. That would be greatly appreciated. And we'd be immensely grateful to you and all that because we are heading in that direction soon. We're right now on Anchor and Spotify, but we're trying to do what we can to get on all those different platforms as soon as possible because I know we're getting those questions. But i tell you what, my friend, LakerNews.com and Lakerholics.net with Darren Levy and Laker Tom and their enthusiasm has grown the product even more so i'm just so glad to, to see that our show is getting some traction yeah. getting some, some people listening getting some buy-in it's great to see any last thoughts on the way out for the lakers as they head to china again i don't want to go into that on china i'll leave that for your show voice from the underground <laughs> don't leave it for my show nope you guys should definitely we should, touch on we should. And, and i'm i'm sure we will and uh as far as lakers are concerned you know just go out there and 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 again lakers fans be excited be excited but don't here's it please just don't turn into warrior fans i i, I do not want to be a part of a fan base that turns into the warriors fan base where they're just all everything the Warriors do is sunshine and rainbows, and there's nothing wrong. There are omissions, there are glaring holes in our defense right now. Let's be realistic about where we are. Let's be realistic about what we can be. Be excited for what we can be, but let's not pretend like we're not, like we don't have our fair share of, of, of issues as well. We still have things we got to work on. Still got things we got to improve upon. And I appreciate how the Lakers itself are just like next one on to the next one. They need to have that same business mentality. We're not going to sit there and talk about, nope, it's over, it's done, we're on to the next one. We're not going to rub it in your face. You're not going to be the ones pointing at the guy. You know, like, they're not going to do all that. We're about our business. We're about going in here, winning these games, and getting out. That's it. Let's be that same way, Laker Twitter. Absolutely, absolutely. Follow us, Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, and, of course, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. <coughs> Still that there. <coughs> Sinky <coughs> chirps. <coughs> Right, but you right. gave me, man. <laughs> well, I might be out sick for the rest of the week, but I'll try and suck it up for my interviews later this week, hopefully with Darren Levy from LakersNews.com and also as well Laker Tom at Lakerholics.net. Are you coming back on the show next week, my friend? Let's do it. I'll be here. All right, all right. We're hopefully we'll have a better gauge of the team even more from their games in China with the Brooklyn Nets. And they should be back in L.A. by the time we talk once again. I'm looking forward to it. As always, your, your insight is so extremely valuable in regards to the Los Angeles Lakers. Your enthusiasm for the team is getting me pumped up for the season. Fired up. 
fired up, my friend. And it's just so great to have you a part of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.